on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome into the Mayo Media Network. I'm Chris Meany, and you are watching Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. We got 10 games on the ice tonight. I don't even know if we broke down 10 games last week on this show, so it will be a fun show. Lots to unpack here. 10 games. Eric Young hanging by. We'll break it all down with him in just a little bit. If you're new to the show, please rate, review, subscribe, smash that like button. As Mayo likes to say, leave a comment in the YouTube section. Maybe it is a season long question. We are already in week nine of the fantasy hockey season. So if you're playing in head to head formats, you got four weeks left until puck drops on playoffs. So it's basically playoff time now. So you have a question, uh, an ad, a drop, a, a buy low, a sell high, Maybe you're looking ahead at the playoff schedule. I'll get it all here for you. So we'll break it down in just a little bit. And I'll circle back before puck drop. But it is time for the prize picks play of the day. So 10 games, several different options to choose from. And later on in the day, prize picks will have some save props and some shot props as well there to attack. So look at the, the description. You'll see the link and you will see a promo code and you'll be well on your way. So I got a couple picks here for you today. Keep it simple, to be honest with you. Two studs against two very bad teams. Let's start with Steven Stamkos. His total is at 3.6 against the Nashville Predators. Stamkos comes in hot, which is a good thing. He's got three goals and eight points in his past eight games, three power play points over that span. He's playing some centers, winning some draws for people who are playing with faceoffs. It's good in season long. We don't really care about that in prize picks, but the minutes have been there. And looking at all the games today, the team applied totals, Tampa up at the top. 3.9 goals. It's number one for all the teams playing today. Nashville, they're hurting on the blue line. No Roman Yossi, no Ryan Ellis. Poor Pekka Rene has played a lot of hockey lately, and he's seen a lot of rubber just in the month of March alone. 10th most shots allowed per 60 minutes at five and five, according to natural stat trick. Tampa just smoked the Preds the other day, six to three. They've allowed at least five goals in four of their past six games. So we're picking on EY's Preds a little bit. And we'll pick on the Buffalo boys who do the show on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Sabres not looking good either. So Alexander Ovechkin goals in back-to-back games, three of his last four. His total is set at 4.5 against the Sabres. The Capitals have the second highest team applied total tonight on the slate. And I always talk about just a safe floor with shots. You get half a point for a shot. We know Obi likes to shoot the puck. We talk about it all the time. Anytime you can see his shot prop at three and a half, you just grab it. He's got at least four shots in six of his past seven games. So you get a solid floor there. Sabres fifth in goals against per 60 minutes. Second in March, 3.75 goals against per 60 minutes. Seventh in high danger chances. So taking those two over the total. Let's bring in EY to talk about his Preds and what he's doing on this Monday morning. Eric, what's up, man? Yeah, let's. we don't have to talk about the Preds. It's, it's painful for me. <clears throat> uh, they're in a bad way, man. This, they weren't a good team, and now they're just riddled with injuries. Uh, the starting goalie's out. Their number one player, Roman Yossi, and captain is out. Uh, their second best player, probably Ryan Ellis, is out. It's uh, it's dark times in the land of the golden shirts here, boys. Dark, dark times. We can just pick on all of our teams. Pick on the Preds, Moody and the boys, uh, the Sabres. Maddie's Leafs are going through something right now. The Habs stink. So let's just sit here and <laughs> jokes aside, we got other things to talk about than that. But what are you doing on Monday, man? As I mentioned, you know, it is week nine of the fantasy hockey season. There, you and I always talk about being unique and attacking the schedule. I was taking a look over at ftnfantasy.com. It's a free article, by the way. Rest of the season rankings are up there. Wednesday, six games. Friday, five games. Sunday, four games. The other days, like 10 today, 
seven tomorrow, 10 on Thursday, 14 on Saturday. We always talk about this, how you have to make those tough calls on the Saturday and the Thursday. If there's a guy in your lineup that probably won't get in the starting lineup on Thursday or Saturday, you should cut him for maybe somebody on a Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. I'll get into some of those teams in a little bit quickly, but what are you doing on Monday? You're making some moves. You're setting the alarm for 3 a.m. Eastern and grabbing guys that uh, other people want. Yeah, I'm insane, but I'm not doing that. Uh, that's a dirty move. People that do it. It's smart. Uh, I, I fully respect it, but I also hate your guts. It, uh, it's just unfair. It's it's, it's, disgusting. it's a disgusting move. You I mean, it's a disgusting move. There's got to be a better system, but this is the system that we're dealt with. Uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And uh, I think it was Jesse Ventura that said that, and a very wise man. So, yeah, it's uh, – look, at I, Sunday was a huge day for me fantasy-wise, season-long. Made a ton of moves. Um, you know, fringe guys that, you know, you can find a replacement for – trying to fill up the lineup, come back. I came back in, in four of my 12 leagues because I'm a complete lunatic. So, yeah, it was a good day for me, man. So you always got to be watching the waiver wire, looking at the ownership, see who's going, see who's not. You need to be making moves. If you're in competitive leagues and you're just setting your lineup and hoping for the best, you're not going to win. Yeah, and even if you're comfortably like in a playoff spot, it looks like a buy is going to happen. I think you just need to set yourself up, look ahead at the schedule. There's a couple teams playing five games in the next couple weeks, and then there's several teams playing two games. So I think you just need to adjust accordingly. I'm just going to rapid fire through a couple notes here. So there's two teams playing five games this week. You got the Penguins and you have the Lightning. So like Kasperi Kapanen is hot. I mean, Tanev, if you need hits, Casey DeSmith is getting starts. He's going to get two this week. I, I mean, he's going to get one against Boston, which is not ideal, but the Pens wrap up with three games against the Devils to finish the week. Sorelli, Kalorn, Gord, McDonough, Cernak, these guys are all available in leagues. The defenseman can help you out and hit some blocks. Sorelli should be owned. Nikita Kucherov skating. I, if you're in a good spot, I don't know if he's going to play in the fantasy hockey season, like he may just play in the last week and in the playoffs. But if you're in a, you know, you're in a playoff spot and you have an IR spot, I mean, you pick them up and you stash them uh, 18 other teams playing at least four games. So several different options, but attacking the schedule, the Wednesday, Friday, Sunday is the great schedule. Uh, Vegas plays those days. So tuck Stevenson, Carlson, Smith, Alex Martinez, Braden McNabb returned to the lineup, some hits and some blocks. And then the Kings play on the Wednesday, Friday and Sunday as well. Uh, not a lot there, but uh, Andreas Antonisiu has shown up lately. Kempe, uh, Dustin Brown was a scratch. If he misses some time, AA could get a little bit more extra time. The Habs, the Blues, the Flames, the Rangers, the Sharks, and the Canucks, all teams that play on those odd days. So check out ftnfantasy.com, some ads, some rankings, all that good stuff. Let's get into it right off the hop. It's your Preds. And they are big underdogs today. Minus 315 Tampa. Wow. Uh, 19, 5, and 2, the Lightning. The total here is 5.5 Nashville plus 255, 12 and 16 against the spread, 15, 11 against the spread for the Bolts. This game's early for Eastern. What do you think, man? Is there any chance of an upset? Is this a stay away? What, what do you think off the top? It is the NHL, and there is always a chance. Uh, I'm not putting my mind on it. Uh, you you heard us talk about this before. I'm going to say it again. If Tampa Bay doesn't win the Stanley Cup this year, I will be absolutely floored. This is the best team in the NHL currently right now, the deepest team in the NHL right now. And like Dini just said, they're getting Kucherov back, the top five player in the NHL. So, yeah, good luck with that. Best goaltender, best defenseman, and the most deep lineup uh, up front of skaters. So it, they can play any which way you want, uh, and they're better at it than 
then you are so it's uh for winning the stanley cup and that's 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 what i'm gonna say right now there's odds on them winning or poor don't can't win money betting on them to win but if they don't win the stanley cup i would be floored Hurricanes are giving them a go right now. They've won eight straight. They are atop the Central Division. They played one more game, but yeah, it's 41-40. And then the Panthers are right there, too, with 40 points. Pretty surprising, to be honest. I mean, I think, you know, this time last year, we were talking about the Panthers, and we were like, ah, they're a little underwhelming. All these players, they should be a little bit better. They, they figured it out. The second year, I guess, under Coach Q, they've they bought into the system. They've gotten some good goaltending as well, but... Uh, yeah, it's hard to argue this. Uh, Maddie, do you have a say here? Uh, this is a Preds team that you follow pretty closely as well. Um, the Preds defense is in shambles is the nicest way to put it. EY talked about it. You talked about it. There's no Roman Yossi. Pecorine is 38 years old. You said that off the top of the show. That guy needs a break. And if you give him a break, Kasky Swo has to start then. And uh, before the show, EY and I were talking about all these new defensemen that the Preds have. Carrier, Davies, Frederick Allard. And the only guy out of these three that's been truly impressive is Davies. And, I mean, if you're looking for a flyer on DK, then maybe you go to Davies in a GPP as a salary-saving play. But when your team is starting Ben Harper most nights now on your second pairing, you're in a bit of trouble. The forwards are starting to click a bit. I mean, they're starting to get the picture that Rem Pitlick's a good player, Tolvanen's a good player, the Jofa line looks pretty good up front again from once. But other than that, uh, it's uh, kind of a wasteland for these Preds, and it feels kind of bad to say that. And it's just the Tampa Bay Lightning and every team in the Central, I feel, is so much faster compared to the Preds, and the Preds almost have no answer for that speed. Yeah, you know how much of a psycho I am, Eric. You know this in the fan tracks. I, 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 I own two of those defensemen that Maddie just reeled off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Carrier is 733k a year, so it's the salary cap fan tracks league. It's the best league ever, by the way. Uh, it's yep. so cool, fan tracks. It's just the actual salary, and you're just a GM, and you got to fit them underneath uh, the cap. So yeah, Carrier, he had uh, the best and the worst. <laughs> the best and the worst. Yeah, he's got oh nine shots in his past two games. He's got the four blocks. 25 minutes the other day he played against Carolina. It's just going to show you how thin they actually are on the blue line, which is which is absurd. But Fabro's going to come back. So he's another guy that I own, 925K. He had the sus- suspension for the two games. He's played 20-plus minutes in three straight. And then Davies, I noticed he had like five minutes of power play time the other day against the Hurricanes. So that's valuable as well. I mean, he's only got – He's got no points in the three games, but he's got seven shots and five hits and some blocks. So if you're playing in those weird, crazy leagues and really you just have blocks because as I said off the top, Tampa's just, well, Nashville's been giving up a lot of shots. So there's an opportunity for some cheap guys, salary guys. Uh, Eric, <laughs> what do you think about Carrier in, in fan tracks? I think you should go pick him up. I mean, he's fine. Uh, I mean, I like, like Maddie said, I prefer Davies. Uh, yeah. Watching the games, Carrier to look, he looks like a guy. He's a guy that plays defense in the NHL. And I mean, he's way better at hockey than I am, but I'm not super interested in him long-term, but Davies, he, he really flashed, man. I mean, he coming in from the point and playing it down by the net and he can really skate. And it looked like he'd already played a hundred games. I had, I had never heard of this guy. And if I haven't heard of you, it's, that's trouble. That's uh uh-oh. Yeah, so there's really nothing there. I mean, Tampa on the puck line, I think I could get behind it. Usually you get plus money when you do a team on puck line. This just goes to show how bad, you know, um, Nashville is and what Vegas is thinking of them right now. Puck line, Tampa is minus 122. It's okay. I, I will recap at the end. 
it might be in there. I'll probably take a shot on them on maybe one or two parlays. It's not my favorite. Philly and New York here. The Rangers plus 100, 16 and 10 against the spread, 11, 12, and 3. Offense starting to come a little bit. The Flyers minus 117, 12, and 13. 13, 9, and 3. The total here is 6. So when I was looking at just this month alone in goals against per 60, I mentioned how bad um, the Sabres were. The Flyers, number one, like they're not getting any goaltending at all. Like Carter Hart has been uh, brutal. He's been awful. He's hard to hold in season long. I don't have any shares. I don't even know if I would hang on to this guy anymore. Getting a lot of questions about Carter Hart. And then Brian Elliott, uh, he was decent to start. And then he's been shaky lately, too. Artemi Panarin is back, so it's given them a little bit more balance up front. That first line is starting to show me something. The, the Mika Zibanejad is starting to hit some points. His shot prop's been about two and a half. He's been hitting that. Chris Kreider has been consistent over the past couple weeks, and Pavel Buchnevich has been uh, hitting the score sheet recently as well. The Flyers are an interesting team for from a season-long standpoint. Eric, they have a week coming up where they have five games, and then after that, they play four games. Actually, the week before Fantasy Hockey Playoffs, they play five and then in the quarters, they play four. And there's a lot of just Flyers guys that are just kind of hanging around the wire a little bit, like Konechny, um, Scott Lawton, Gossespierre, who I talked about a couple weeks. He continues to impress me a lot. What do you think about this game tonight? I think we may see some goals. Yeah, I actually had Gossespierre written down uh, as a pickup. You know, he's uh, in Yahoo. He's only 16% owned, and he's... Look, he's not the Gustav Sparrow that literally changed the league, you know, four or five years ago, but he's looked really good. He's been playing a power play, shooting the puck a ton, moving the puck. He's a guy that uh, you, you want to be good because when he's good, the Flyers are interesting. It feels like two team, two different teams. Like start of the year, they look really good. James Van Riemsdyk was <clears throat> like in the top five in scoring in the league, which is kind of felt like bizarro world, but, and Carver Hart was playing really well. Uh, and now, the goaltending is absolutely putrid and nobody's scoring. So it's uh, it's scary, man. But I think the Flyers turn it around. I think this is too good of a team, too deep of a team. Uh, and I think they turn it around. I think they, they start to, to do a real playoff push here. Where do you think the goals would come from? Do you, what do you think about the total? So you like the Flyers. What do you think about the total? Six too much? Man, with the goaltending on both sides, probably not. I mean – the Rangers have been, you know, better than they were, but their goaltending with Sorokin, uh, is it, no, wait, uh, well, Ra- yeah, and, and, and Shosturkin is out, so it is going to be Georgiev, I think. I mean, we have nothing confirmed this early in the morning, but, yeah. I mean, Georgiev is not a, we got Carter Hart made. actually confirmed this morning, so they're going back to Carter Hart, but I mean, he's got an 8-8 eight, eight save percentage and a 3.6. He's been bad. Average. He's been bad. He's been real bad. I have him on the team and I'm I'm holding on to him. And it's every day it gets more and more difficult. Every time he plays, it gets more and more difficult. But I still believe in Carter Hart. I still believe in Philadelphia. New York has been better, but man, the six, I feel like that could happen pretty easily today. All right. So there was really nothing in the shop problem. Even though I like Stamkos up top, it's hard for me to, he hasn't really been hitting a lot. It's been like two shots here and there. He's not a guy consistently for the three. So there was nothing there in the first game for props it, with the flyers. Same sort of deal. I mean, 
Um, Crider's kind of staring at me, two and a half plus 120. So Benajad is on DraftKings Sportsbook, three and a half plus 135. I think uh, Bet365 will have him at two and a half, right around minus 140, minus 150. I like that one a bit. I think we'll see some goals. I think this is a, a game where maybe you can take some shots on some goals, like a Farabee, somebody that I like to go to quite a bit. Crider's hot. Uh, those would be the two guys like Kreider and Farabee for maybe some anytime or first time goals in this game. Matt, what do you think? Total six. Am I alone here thinking that we could see a four, three, five, four game? I like the six. If it was six and a half, I'd kind of stay away, but the six is okay with me and I'll take the over here. Um, like you said, the goaltending has just been abysmal. And even if the Rangers, it's Keith Kincaid they have too, right? Behind uh, right. Gorgiev. Yeah. If they start him, I mean, he's looked good, but let's remind ourselves who Keith Kincaid actually is. And six seems like an attainable mark to go with the over here. Um, as er, When it comes to picking a straight-up winner, I don't want to. I have no interest in doing this in this game, uh, but the over has attracted me at six. If it moves to six and a half, I'll stay away. Six I'm okay with. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I won't pick a side. If I had to pick a side, it would be Philly. I have more confidence in this Flyers team. But uh, from a DFS standpoint, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of guys here cheap here. Fairby 5-8. Konechny's 4-7. Gossa Spears 4-7. EY, I saw you pick him up and then drop him, and then I think you grabbed him again. Make up your mind. Gossa Spear. Keep him. Um, yeah, you got to be making moves, man. You got to make <laughs> I know. You're all over sometimes. it. I'm, I'm just teasing. You're all over it. Uh, Lawton. <laughs> Scott Lawton. 3-7. He's the guy tonight. He's the sneaky little guy in, in DFS. He's playing in a top six role. He's got points in two of his last three. He gets a little bit of power play time there. And uh, in a league with hits and face-offs, so I'll actually help you out there. He does quite a bit. Next game, Chicago and Florida. The Panthers, minus 177. They are 18-5-4 on the season. As we said earlier, they're hanging around. 12 and 15 against the spread. Chicago 18 and 11 against the spread. The Blackhawks plus 150 on the money line total here at six. What do you think, EY? Hawks are kind of coming back to earth a little bit. Um, yeah. What do you think about this game? Oh, man. It's the Lightning story is so cool. You know, it's uh, kind of like the feel good thing. Like you're thinking, oh, it's going to be Sue Ben and Dahlia. They're going to split. They're terrible. I mean, I'm pretty sure I said on this show that they're the worst goalie tandem maybe ever in the NHL. Uh, and then this guy that nobody knows, including me. And like I said, if I don't know who you are, you know, you're probably in trouble as a team. But um, I, I can't bet against the Panthers. Man. It's I don't know if I've ever said that in my life, <laughs> my entire life of following hockey. The, the, the Panthers are awesome. They're awesome. They, they just win. It just seems like every night they're winning and they, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's a bunch of guys, you know, for Aggie, uh, Frank for Toronto, uh, Ekblad, uh, looks like the guy that, you know, we all thought he was going to be coming out of the draft and uh, it's crazy. It's just a, it's just a crazy thing. And I don't know if it's cause it's Florida or just because I have just never really believed in Florida as a team. Um, there's something to say about good coaching. And I, and I think we're seeing it right right now in Chicago. Yeah, Bobrovsky too, 11-2-2. Two two. It looked like uh, Chris Draeger was just going to take that net, and Bobrovsky's been getting some starts now in a row. Yep. Uh, yep. 9.05 save percentage and a 2.95 goals against average. So he's looked uh, decent. He's never going to live up to expectations with the contract. Like him and Price are always just going to get shit on all the time because of the money that they make. They need to be yep. uh, elite because they're paid like they're elite. But uh, he's been he's been he's been fine, right? He's you could roll them out there in your season long leagues. I've considered them in DFS. Uh, listen, the 
the Hawks have lost all three games to the Panthers this season, five, two, five, four, and four, two. Most recently, it's a lot to, to lay down like minus minus one seventy-seven. I'm not totally interested, but that is the side that I'm leaning. Um, and you know, Lankanen and Subban, they've went through their moments and Lankanen has been good. I mean, a nine, one, seven save percentage, pretty solid 10, five and four on the year, but recently they have been, I've noticed just, coming back down to earth just slightly like allowing a little bit more goals and they need a little bit more offense secondary scoring Kirby doc is skating again is somebody maybe as well that you can pick up and stash and, and put on your IR because it sounds like he could be back pretty soon it was a he's ahead of schedule anyways so he could come back you know the guy for me for shot props that I like that's pretty consistent is Barkoff I'm not seeing him at all on um DraftKings Sportsbook. Actually, yeah, minus 177. It's okay. It's a little high, two and a half, but that is, that's where I would go. I wish I could see Verhaggy or Vetrano. I have a hatred for Barkov right now. Oh, it's a love-hate thing? I can't do it. Barkov is another guy like um, Brady Kachuk, where he works, he just doesn't work for me. He works for everyone else on every other night, and then when old Matty has a parlay on, and the only leg of a (laughs) five-way parlay is Barkov that needs to hit for almost $750, it doesn't hit. Thank you, Barkov, so much. He's done it in um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his last ten too. So like you got him on the on the the two days, the two games where he didn't. Yeah, good times, good times. Fruits, yeah, I've 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 been there too, man. And it's usually Brady Kachuk. He's on my list. I don't touch him anymore. But Barkov, from a DFS standpoint, I think pretty good, right? The Panthers have won three straight. They've won five of six. Barkov has three goals, four points in his past two. He's hit the score sheet in eight of his last ten games. He's been um, an absolute beast. So that is – I think that's where I would go. And and you mentioned for Haggy, EY, he's available in a lot of leagues too. This guy's up to double-digit goals now in the season. Yeah, he's, he's playing with Sasha Barkov. Yeah. There's, there's, there's the discussion. <laughs> so he's it's benefited over. from playing with a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, can you imagine that? He plays on the top line with, with the best player on the team and he plays power play time. So yeah, sign me up. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Aaron Ekblad has been awesome. He has been a beast. This is another guy that I, I consider two and a half shots. I don't know if we need to go there tonight with so many games, but we'll recap at the very end. We got Vancouver and Ottawa in here next. The Sens hung on um, to against the Leafs last night. They're plus 150, 16 and 15 against the spread, 10, 20, and 1. Six and a half the total here. Vancouver minus 177. I don't know if we've seen the Canucks with those kind of odds in, in a long time. Uh, maybe only once or twice this season in games against the Ottawa Senators, Thatcher Demko has been really good lately. He's kind of turned things around for them. The Sens on a back-to-back. Murray got hurt in warm-up. I don't know if I can lay my money on the Canucks, but you're a Sens truther. Are we Are we taking him here tonight? And like you said, Demko has been better. Uh, if Murray doesn't play, it's, it's terrifying. But, like, beating Toronto, that's a big deal for the Ottawa Senators. You know, and, the, you know, riding a high like that, like – Senders could beat Vancouver. Vancouver has looked better as of late, but early on in the year, Vancouver was a rotten hockey team. Uh, Ottawa's not supposed to be good, but they play hard. Uh, they got a ton of uh, interesting players. Tim Stutzla is only 26% owned, which does make sense to me. The guy's a stud. Um, yeah, I, I think Ottawa could beat Vancouver. You know, I, 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 the, the over is too much. I mean, it's 
uh, which yeah, is six and a half. That's five. no way. I'm not touching that. But yeah, Ottawa could definitely beat Vancouver. I feel like the under may be the play with just how how great Thatcher Demko has been and how great he's looked. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I'm not totally interested from a DFS standpoint, but there's value. There's been value all year on these sends. I mean, Drake Batherson has looked. He's looked so strong. He had another two goals last night. He's got up to 11 goals on the season. He's shooting the puck quite a bit. He's five three. Stutzel is four six. Like there's definite value on this sense team. If Vancouver had Pedersen, I mean, I would be all over them. He's on IR, so I, I you know what? I think the under may be in. I gotta write it down here. Van, uh, what do you think, Batty? Six and a half seems high for these two teams. Six and a half does seem a bit high here. And even if the Senators go back to old Joey Decord again, I don't mind it. And like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, Demko looks good too. Six and a half is too high. Uh, I don't want to pick against the Senators, and that feels very weird to say. Um, I might take the Senators' puck line. I might. I might. I might. It just all depends on if that line can get a little higher for me. Uh, but for now, I think the only action I'll take in this game is the under. Yeah. I think so too. I think the the under is the play. All right. Washington and Buffalo. Another just lopsided game here. Plus two and a half or two plus 200 for the Sabres. 9-17 against the spread. 6-16 and four. Jack Eichel is going to be gone for quite a bit. Their season's over. Washington minus 240, 16 and 10. The total here is six. This doesn't feel like a trap. I know sometimes we talk about traps. Uh, mostly it's in the West with some other average teams, but Washington's all business here. I, I can't lay the money down. I I think, you know, again, if you want to have some fun with maybe a puck line parlay with Tampa, one and a half Washington, one and a half. It's, it's certainly possible. I I like to get involved with unders Eric when the Sabres play, because I just don't see them scoring a lot of goals. And for the most part, they've been decent defensively. Like lately they haven't been, they've been giving up a lot of goals at five, five, but Early on in the year, they were playing in a lot of 2-1 games, 3-2 games, and the under was hitting quite often. It is a little scary anytime you go up against the, you know, a team like the Capitals and Ovechkin could just come at you. Ovechkin's 4.5 plus 120 in DraftKings. I wouldn't do it, but there are certain spots. You go take a look at the free prop shop over at ftmbets.com. You just type in Alexander Ovechkin. Boom. It's going to show every single book that's available, and you're going to get the best possible odds, and you could find 3.5. I'm seeing 3.5 right now at minus 160 at bet365. Um, that's roughly where it is uh, every time he steps on the ice. I, I would take the over three and a half all the time. Four and a half is just real high. Four, even over four is, is tough too. Like five is asking so much. Will you lay money down on Washington puck line? Or maybe, maybe I'm, maybe you're feeling the Sabres. Yeah, I'm not feeling the Sabres. Uh, they were bad. And then they did the, what is the three losses in a row to the 15 goals by the New York Islanders. Like, that's oh, five, like, two, five, two, five, two, five, two, all three, three five, two, three times. In a row. Like that's, that's a backbreaker, man. Like, you know, I mean, there was the cloud of disgust was following this team around already. And then that happened. And uh, I mean, this team is broken, man. They're done. They're cooked. Yeah. What, what about uh, <clears throat> Taylor Hall used to be a guy at three and a half all year. Uh, he's been, nah, I can't do it. He's got three shots in the last two games, man. Taylor Hall. Can't even take a two and a half shot prop on this guy and feel comfortable. Man, times, like times have changed. He used to be yep. a guy that just would shoot so oh, often. And, and last week I took him over two and a half. He burned me once, and then I got it the other time with just no with no Eichel. I thought maybe we could, 
you know, get involved with some shot props there with him, but there's, there's just nothing there. Kuznetsov is a guy I take under, but DraftKings has caught on to him. He's minus two fifteen under two and a half. That's a that's a huge yikes. TJ Oshi bet three six five is always at one and a half, and that's that's one that I don't mind. But yeah, Washington and goals here tonight. Montreal and Winnipeg. The Jets plus one hundred. The Jets have been plus money in every game against the Canadians this season, and they've won all of them but one. Montreal minus one fifteen, thirteen and fourteen against the spread. Twenty two and five. The Jets against the spread. All of a sudden, the North Division in reach for the Winnipeg Jets. Just four back of the Leafs with three games in hand. They are seven two and one. They're rolling, man. Ever since they got Pierre Luc Dubois in their lineup, Paul Sassny has looked great on the wing. He now has left wing eligibility in Yahoo leagues. He is on a bit of a heater right now. If you want to get involved with him, maybe just in any time point, I like the Jets tonight. Uh, I just think that they've played good hockey. It does feel like there could be a trap. You know, you played those three games in a row against the Leafs and they were, you know, hard fought games, arguably outplayed in two of the three, but got points in five of the six. I see a lot of people that cover the Leafs and look at analytics a lot. I do it myself as well, but I also watch the games. I'm not saying that those people don't watch the games, but there was a lot of back and forth between Jets fans and Leafs fans that I noticed on social media on Saturday. I don't know if you noticed it, uh, Eric, but it was like, okay, well, the better team is definitely Toronto. They all played them in two of the three, but the Jets had points in five and six. Something needs to be said about a team finding a way to win too, right? I mean, you can get outplayed, but find a way to win a hockey game and then adjust in game three. Like they got outplayed. I watched all three. They got outplayed. Hellebuck stole the show in a couple games. He got outplayed. Oh, man. But he they, was unreal. He was unreal. And that's why he's a Vesna winner. And that's why he's a Vesna right. candidate. And that's why the Jets are good. Yeah, they have holes defensively and they give up a lot of rubber. But I thought they made some good adjustments in game three without Hellebuck in that. And I thought they played great in that game. So something also needs to be said about teams finding ways to win hockey games as well. Yep. I think the Jets are really good. I think they're strong. I would like to see them make a move uh, maybe at the deadline for a defenseman, right? Imagine if they still had Bufflin. Or they still had all these other guys that they lost. Like, I mean, they made the trade for Truba, traded him away, uh, traded Myers away. So they've lost a lot of defensemen over the past couple of years. That's where they're, they're a little lacking. Would you agree with that? Like, that's their one whole team? Super, super thin. And it, it actually floored me that they didn't do anything. You know, in the offseason, like I, you didn't even hear anything about them going after anybody. I mean, last year we could say, you know, like Bufflin said, oh, I'm not coming back to play. Troop is on his way out. And you're like, well, what are they going to do at defense? Tucker Poolman and like these, you know, no name guys playing 20 minutes a night. And you're like, man, they're in trouble. And they were still pretty good. And this year, I think they're even better. Um, you know, there's some of those guys are surprised, but they need a stud on defense. There's, there's nobody there that I'm like, okay, he can, he can change the course of a game. They're all just guys. Uh, and the fact that they didn't do anything was very surprising to me in the off season, but yeah, I, they need to make a move here and they need to make it soon. They're, they're so dangerous, but giving up that many chances, Hellebuck can't do that every night. No, he can't. He can't. No, they need they need to give him some help. I expect him to to get back between the pipes. Uh, this is the first of two between these two teams, and then I believe Winnipeg has a back to back on Wednesday and Thursday, so it may, he may not start the second game. But Stastny, yeah, I mean, he's got goals in back to back games, and he's got five goals in his last six games, seven in his last seven. So he's been he's somebody to consider. Maybe like he doesn't shoot a lot, so I wouldn't look at his shot prop. I don't think he's even available shot prop, but like a point, right? I, I, Maddie, take talk about this game. I'm gonna look up some 
some points here because I think we'll see some offense. One of the first things when I looked at the slate, I do just a general overview every morning and the night before when I'm building the graphics. And this game, I was like, the Jets are plus 100? And I was genuinely surprised at that. So in terms of the overs, in terms of the straight-up winner, I like taking the Jets here at plus 100. I also like the over at 5.5. I don't think Hellebuck is as good as he's been against the Leafs consistently. I also don't think he's a bad goalie. I think he's somewhere in the middle between there. I don't think he's that Vesna winner. I, and I feel like it's a hot take, but I don't think he's just the greatest goalie since the fourth coming of Jesus Christ. Like I don't think he's that great, but I also don't think he's terrible. Um, give me the over five and a half. Give me the Jets plus a hundred. Uh, give me Stastny as a shot prop. Give me Kyle Connor as a shot prop too, and give me Toffoli as a shot prop. Those are where I'm at. All overs. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have a lot of action in this game alone. It'll also be a hell of a game to watch. And I also don't think the Habs are that bad. It, it's just going to be a tight game. But if you're going to give me the Jets at plus money, I'm going to take it. That, that's where I'm at too. And as I mentioned, they've been plus money in every, in every, every matchup. And it was a six, three win for the jets. It was a two, one overtime win for the jets. It was a four, three overtime win for the jets. And then we had that seven, one shellacking. So they've taken three or four, all the games besides that last one have been pretty close, pretty competitive, but I don't know if I'm there on the over. I still like, I feel like price has turned the corner. He's looked really good. We'll talk about the flames in a little bit. The Habs were brutal in those two games against Calgary by no surprise, right? Sutter behind the bench. We'll get into them in, in a little bit, but they they really just didn't give up a whole lot. And that's just the way that the Calgary Flames are going to play from here on out. It's going to be a defensive-minded game from from them. And got to give them credit. They just bottled up Montreal, and, and the Canadians couldn't get out of their zone. But there's some props to attack here. Matt just nailed them all. To Foley, two and a half. I know he didn't hit, but again, there was something there against the – this is going to be a little bit more wide open. The Jets are among the leaders in allowing shots, high-danger chances, and we just talked about Hellebuck. I agree. I don't think he's going to win the Vesna, but uh, he has saved them quite often. He's going to see a lot of rubber from here on out. Connor, two and a half is a guy I like, and Ehlers is a guy I like, two and a half. I would rank them actually – Connor to Foley Ehlers, but all three of those guys you can get involved with. I didn't see a Stastny point, but depending on your book, just take a look. He may be plus plus money like Shifley and Wheeler and Connor and to Foley. These guys are not plus money for any time point, but I guarantee you Stastny is, is one of those guys that doesn't get the respect. He's probably a plus money guy from, you know, from a, from a book standpoint and from a DFS standpoint, these jets are you know besides the studs they're cheap like Dubois three three nine on DraftKings there's no need of it Kyle Connor's five nine Wheeler's five six Morrissey is four one he's another guy who's just touching all kinds of categories lately and Stastny is three seven Eric he's three seven on DK like those savings <laughs> yeah no kidding all right so I'm going to lean with the Jets Eric what did you say? You got a feel there? You like the Jets? Yeah, Jets for me, before we, then the, going on the show, I was going through the odds and stuff, and I, I put money on, on Jets at plus 100. Okay, plus 100. That's nice. All right, so yeah. sticking in the north, we got uh, Calgary and Edmonton here next. I mentioned the Flames. They took both games against the Habs under Sutter. 13 and 15 with the spread on the season, minus 114. 13 and 13, 12 and 3. The total here is 6. I'm kind of leaning under from what I just talked about, but it is scary anytime you're going up against the Oilers. 
minus 104 Edmonton on the road, 13 and 17 against the spread, 18, 12 and zero. This is a big game. They're all big games now from here on out. We're going to say that a lot, but it, it certainly is, especially inside this division. You got the Flames now two points back of the Habs. They played 28 games. They are seven points back of the Oilers. The Oilers have played two more games than them. So what I noticed is just classic Daryl Sutter hockey. When he took the Flames to the Stanley Cup Finals in 2004, his team had a 2.02 goals against average. When he took the Kings to the Cup, what they won, and both Cups actually that they won, they had a two goals against average. So they had good goaltending. They had good defense on those teams. I think they still, I think he has good defense on this Flames team. I think there's some solid defenders that they have. And Jacob Markstrom, I think, is really strong. I don't think that they're a team, and I think Sutter knows this, and I believe we talked about this last week. I don't think the Flames have the personnel really to go on a deep run but Sutter's a good coach he understands what needs to be done and it looked like a team to me that was just tight defensively they played a lot of dump and chase they used their speed they got after the Canadians and they turned some they made some turnovers happen I think they can do that with this Oilers defense as well but man I think they're just going to play a lot of unders I don't want to put my money on them I like the under here I I think there's a team that they're not going to score a lot of goals and I don't think they're going to give up a ton even against the Oilers yeah, they're going to possess the puck and they're going to keep it a low event game. And that's what they should do. I mean, it's uh, they've proven that they can't keep pace with some of these other teams in the North. That's that's the recipe for Calgary to have success. That's how you know, Daryl Sutter is always coached. And like you said, with, with guys like Dubé and Mangiapane, like dumbing the puck and having those guys chase guys down. I mean, that's that's a winning recipe, in my opinion. Those guys are on top of you pretty quick. You know, you get the defenseman turning around. Um this Calgary team is going to be very interesting down the stretch here. I mean, I think they're, I think they could sneak into the playoffs. Well, who comes out then the Habs? Cause we I'm had, sorry, man. we had, no, it's all good. <laughs> we had Nick on the show, Alberga, and he said Oilers were the odd one out. He thought that Edmonton yeah. would be out. And that wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, like they, they have two of the best players in the league, but at the same time, like nobody else does anything. Yeah. I know. This like is the problem. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I thought about dropping him the other day, but the Oilers may make a change where, I mean, he's got points in three straight. He's not as bad as I thought, but you know, he's, he's not scoring anymore that he's not playing with either dry settle or McDavid, right? They still have that, that line loaded up with Kaylor Yamamoto on it. I'm going to, I think I'm going to lean with the under here shot props. Matthew Kachuk is one that I like, um, but he's been, he's been juiced up lately too. So it's just a quick little look at him. Yeah, minus 162 is not bad. Minus 162, two and a half. McDavid, three and a half, minus 112. I like that one. I like that one, minus 112. I know it's three and a half. It seems high, but um, he has had some success against the Flames. So I am leaning with the under here, Eric. I don't know. Matt, am I crazy uh, going in with the under? In a, in under a for me. Uh, I, I like the under. I think the under is the way to yeah. go here. Um, the other, I, I don't want to even attempt to pick who out of these two teams will make the playoffs because I've heard cases for both teams and I just, I don't know, I'm too much of a coward to jump on either side of the fence right now. Maybe next week I'll pick a side, <laughs> but I mean, I'll admit I'm a coward. But yeah, give me, uh, what do I like for shot props here? I think that's the hardest thing for me to decide. I don't really want to go to McDavid. I might take McDavid power play points, zero and a half. Like, that's just a fun one for me with any of the major superstars, and it's usually plus money. So I, I like diving into there. Um, other than that, I know I said earlier that the um, 
the game between the Habs and the Jets was going to be fun. This one will be fun too. Yeah, this one will be fun. Um, the shots have been there for McDavid against the Flames. He had five in his last one. He had a game with four. Um, he had the five big five point game where they blew him out. But again, a lot has changed. So I'm kind of I think the under six is going to be on my card here. I know it seems scary. Uh, and then there was a time FTN subs, people who are, are last, la- listening probably um, will get this, but the over-unders have been rough this year, but we've nailed eight in a row. So let's keep it going. They were real bad. And, and we were talking about fading all the, all the totals that I put. So hopefully we can just keep something going here. We did miss one game. We'll get to in a little bit. It was Boston Pittsburgh. I've been going in order of, of time here, but uh, we'll roll through this one pretty quickly. I would imagine Vegas and San Jose minus two forty-five for the golden Knights, 11 and 14 against the spread 18, six and one sharks, 11, 11 and three on the year. 15 and 10 against the spread. They've done better than I've thought that they would heading into the season, but still not ideal. Plus 205. Any chance of an upset here? EY? I mean, there's always a chance of an upset, but will you put your money on an upset? No, yeah. Yeah. Like you said, there's always a chance, but I I, I just, my belief in San Jose is gone. At the start of the year, I thought, man, you know, healthy Carlson, Burns, you know, even Vlasic is still there. Timo Meyer, I think, is, you know, is somebody I've believed in and he's burned me a bunch of times. Uh, Logan Couture, I'm thinking, okay, you know, Kevin LeBanc has, has got something to prove to try to make some more money down the road. And they're just, they have been bad. Carlson is non-existent and he is not the player that he was uh, at a point. I mean, he was the best player in the league. You know I mean, I don't think it was even arguable. Um, but at this point, uh, I'm not putting any money on San Jose to do anything good. I got Vegas by, um, by two goals, puck line. But I will say this. If there's no flurry, and, and it's a late game, so you'll have to – you know, I think they play flurry. They've been playing flurry quite often. But this would be a spot where they could maybe give him a little bit of rest. It's possible. Yeah. Um, they played San Jose three times this year. They've won all three games. They won 3-1. They won 5-4 in overtime. They give up two goals late. Like, I remember having them on the puck line. They give up two goals late, and they won the game in overtime. And then they bounced back the very next night, and they won 4-0. But that game where they gave up the two goals late, it was Dansk was in net for them. So that's where I have a little bit of pause where if, if it's not flurry, then – Ah, whatever. They're going to win by two goals. It's yeah. Vegas. Like they're just, they're all business. Right. And uh, shot props are tough. Pacioretty is always three and a half. He's one that I usually get behind, but lately he's just been at that three. So it's, it's tough to, to get involved with him. Couture two and a half plus money. That's tough too. Kane is up to three and a half plus one thirty. William Carlson. Uh, he doesn't shoot, but under two and a half is minus two forty. There's really nothing here. Check your books. Marcia So is one that I would like at two and a half. Uh, I think, you know, three shots. He's starting to heat up a little bit. Riley Smith starting to get going. Mentioned last week, I think, when Vegas played the Sharks, right? It was only a matter of time before Riley Smith started to hit the score sheet, and he scored in both games against San Jose. So from a DraftKings standpoint, like there's so many games here tonight, it's it's going to be pretty easy to be unique where you don't really need to go there. But a lot of these guys are cheap, like Marcia So 5'5". Tuck score and he's five four. I maybe stay away from Tuck, even though I, you know, I like. Yeah, him. they moved him back down the lineup. I'm staying away from him. Yeah, Riley Smith four four here. Marcia so five five. There's no reason for Stone to be a six K player, even though he's a pass first guy. And then Chandler Stevenson is on a heck of a run. He is four four. And then William Carlson's four seven. Like Vegas has a third 
highest team implied total tonight. And a lot of their players are 6K and under on DraftKings. So that's, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going um, tonight. LA and St. Louis, we got the Kings plus 123, 19 and 8 against the spread, 11, 10 and 6. The Blues minus 143, 7 and 21 against the spread. Matt, that has to be one of the worst records going. Uh, I actually noticed that last night and I went, holy shit, that's terrible. Uh, <laughs> the Kings 19 and 8, though, on the flip side, it's one of the best. Yeah. I mean, the Jets, I think, run away with the best against the spread record, but the Kings 19 and 8 and the Blues 7 and 21. Uh, now, I have a question for both of you. Does this speak more towards of how underwhelming the Blues have been, or is this just like, this is what you kind of expect? Because a lot of the favorite teams this year do have losing records against the spread, but 7-21 and 21 is kind of bad. Is that just, just some puck luck, or is that straight-up underwhelming? I, I think it, it may be a little bit of both, but I, I'm kind of leaning underwhelming. I think maybe the Blues get a bit more credit than they deserve. They're just a couple years away from you know, winning the Stanley cup. They haven't had the goaltending. Mike Hoffman has been underwhelming. They've juggled their lines a little bit. Vladimir Tarasenko finally hit the score sheet the other day. You know, the Kings have had their way with the blues this season. They played them. Geez. I've already played them six times, but they've beaten them four of the six, like St. Louis won the first one, four, two, they lost six, three, they lost three, nothing. They lost two, one, they won three, two in overtime. And then they lost four, three in overtime. And they had the three, nothing win in that latest game against the Kings. I still can't put my money on Los Angeles though. I don't know what it is. I just, uh, it's, it's probably uh, maybe a stay away. I'd like to know if Dustin Brown is going to play. I know it's just one guy, but he is a key guy uh, in their offense. On yeah, the power play. I was rating that he's going to play, but, but it, that hasn't, they haven't removed the, the injury designation yeah. yet, but I, I read somewhere this morning that he was going to play. Um, before we started the show, I put money on Los Angeles to win. St. Louis is underwhelming. Like if you watch their games, they don't look like the same team. And for me, and this feels like we're in a bizarre world, but the, the Los Angeles Kings have a ton of speed and St. Louis is not a fast team. And it's, it makes the, the Los Angeles Kings match up with St. Louis very well and makes LA really hard to play against for St. Louis. Tarasenko coming back. Uh, he's looked uh, okay. Hoffman's underwhelming and, and they don't have anybody that is, you know, can just take kind of take over a game. They don't have players like that. So when they're not all going and the St. Louis isn't playing as a complete team, they're beatable. And I, I think LA is going to beat them tonight. I like the call by you. Yeah, it, it does make a lot of sense. Um, St. Louis is not the quickest team, right? David Perron here at two and a half. I like him. Uh, we gave him out the other day. He's got 11 shots in his past two games. He's been pretty good, right? He's been the the one consistent player I think the Blues have, right? I think that's fair to say. I mean, Jordan Kyrou's showed up and Sanford's on the top line again. They've juggled it around so much. I believe as of today, they have Sanford with Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. And then um, they kind of mix and match with some of those lines. And then they're all playing together on the power play with Tarasenko and Shen in there. But Perron is the guy. He gets a lot of minutes, 22 minutes the other night, six shots, 17 minutes the night before that, five shots. He's my he's probably my favorite shot prop guy. If Dustin Brown does play, I would go back to him. I believe it's eight straight games. He's done it. So last night he was, um, he was just a late scratch and it's just like a void, whatever. You just take it off the ticket. But if he does play uh, two and a half is a, is a shot prop that he's just been, he's been getting like early. It's nice. So you don't have to sweat it out. Yeah. Sometimes you need overtime to get there and or late in the third and you're sweating it out. But Brown, it's like, you look up after the first, it's like, Oh, nice. 
two shots already or three shots, but David Perron plus 115, two and a half shots. Um, that's it, really, uh, for me there. Where do you think the goals would come from from L.A.? I mean, the LA Kings are, are interesting. You know, Dustin Brown is having uh, an unbelievable season. Um, people forget Jeff Carter still plays here, a very good player, uh, not who he was, but a still a you know big body, can skate, can shoot, smart player. Uh, Lazat, uh, what's the kid from, uh, is it Grunstrom from Toronto? I think it is going to be a player. Athanasio, speed to burn. Kempe, speed to burn. This is a hard team to play against, uh, LA, and I, I don't think they're getting the respect they deserve. And St. Louis has been underwhelming. Uh, like I said, yeah, I'm going, I'm going LA to win tonight. Oh, baby. I like it. All right. So this game I skipped over, uh, by accident. So this is the last game of the night, Boston and Pittsburgh, the pens minus one Oh six, 12 and 15 against the spread 17 and nine one was looking a couple weeks ago that this team may not make the playoffs, but they made the change in the front office and they have been one of the hottest teams in the entire league since Ron Hextall and Brian Burke have taken over. They've won five straight. They're seven and three in their last 10. The Bruins minus 110, seven and 18 against the spread, 14, seven and four. Boston sitting in fourth place now in the East, but they do have some games in hand. They got uh, four games in hand on the Islanders who have won nine straight. The Capitals won four straight. The Pens have won five straight. So these teams are all winning besides the Sabres who have lost 10 straight and have a negative 30 goal differential. Pens and Bruins, always entertaining. I, I I love when these two teams play each other. Uh, honestly, you get the perfection line in Boston, and then you got Crosby, uh, who has been really good this season. A guy that nobody's really talking about, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, even in, you know, in season long and fantasy, you're like, ah, Crosby, fine. I guess I'll take him in the first round. You know, I thought about taking Zabinajad over him, and it's like, thank goodness I didn't. Because Crosby enters tonight on a six-game point streak. He's got three goals over that span. He's got 26 points on the season. What do you think, man? This is a tough game to call. It is. Uh, and betting against Boston never feels right. And I don't know because they've broken my heart so many times or, you know, every time you see the perfection line on the ice, they're just getting it done. Uh, but Pittsburgh has been hot and, and uh, Teddy Bluger for heart. That's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote him up at FT and fantasy. I'm like, what am I doing writing up this guy? But he's he's, Dude, he's awesome. And he's winning faceoffs and throwing his body around. Yeah, he, he's it's a, a really, really good complete player. And I feel like this this is what Pittsburgh does. I mean, every year it's some guy with some weird name. Uh, you know, Brian Rust, they turned him into this yeah. unbelievable player. I mean. It's they just do it every year, and this year it looks like it's going to be Teddy Bluger. <laughs> the name sounds made up. Red of rest of the season, Bluger or Evgeny Melkin. Oh, geez, I mean, I'm still probably going to say Melkin, but I mean, yeah. Bluger's fun. Yeah, Bluger is fun. It's um, fun to he, say. To be honest, as much as we're ripping on Melkin here, he's turned it around. He's got yep. um, points in one, two. Three, four, five, six, seven. Wow, he's on he's on a heater. He's got points in seven straight games, eight, nine of his last eleven. So he's up to seven goals on the season two. So I was telling people not to buy low on him. That's uh that's my bad. You can't now, but maybe you can sell high. <laughs> I don't know. He's on he's on a heck of a run. So maybe you just you just hold and you keep him. As we mentioned, the pens play five games this week, so that's really beneficial. But yeah, they've been they've been rolling lately. It's hard to bet against them. I'll probably stay away uh, like a coward. But honestly, if I had a 
pick a side, I think I would go with Boston. I still think Boston is is the better team, even though Pittsburgh's coming in here pretty hot. Uh, but like I, they got the games in hand. Uh, they when Boston like Boston's just one of those teams, and they just need to turn it up. They just turn it up, and, yep. and that's kind of it with no analysis behind it. But the Bruins, um, that top line has it's just it's sometimes it's just too much to handle for other teams. Pasternak sitting here at three and a half shots. I will get behind that one. The Pens still giving up a ton of rubber. They've been getting some good goaltending lately too. Matt, do you want to decide the factor here? Like who wins this game? Who does it? I don't really want to decide between these two here. There's a lot of games. Like it's not that I'm being a coward. It's just, I don't want to put my money on it. And, uh, just waste it there uh this is another game that i'll just straight up enjoy watching because i mean the last time we saw boston play the rangers made them just look silly so i i, I don't really want to dive back to that we're pittsburgh teddy freaking bluger I, there's a lot going on um <laughs> dfs i think i'll have a lot of action here because i do think goals will be happening in this game but other than that straight up winner uh i can't do it all right fair enough i think you know what Eric, I think the pens are going to continue to roll. I think the pens will continue to roll, but it won't be on there. All right, should we recap? What do we got from Friday, Matt? So Friday, you gave out six picks. You gave out Vegas, St. Louis over. That hit. St. Louis money line did not hit. Arizona mini under hit. Arizona puck line was a resounding no. I'm sorry for that. Anaheim, San Jose over was a yes. And then your shot props, you went four for five. Zuccarello, Perron. Uh, Brown, Raquel, all hit. Old patches missed for us there. 10 for 14 on shot props this season since we started tracking. 74 and 120 on straight up picks. Nice. Yeah, we had a surprise uh, start from Flurry Friday night, didn't we? He just randomly oh. came off the COVID list. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> maybe we won't get that over. And we did get the over there. And yeah, I know Cam was was not happy Friday night with the with the Coyotes. We had them on the puck line. It was 0-0 after two. How dare us bet against the Minnesota Wild, Eric? What do you think off the top of your head here as we roll through all these games? Who are some of your favorite plays tonight? Uh, Like, I mean, it sounds crazy. L.A. is a team that I like. Um, What what was the one earlier? Uh, uh, I like Calgary tonight, too, which seems crazy. Winnipeg. Uh, those are like the ones that I feel pretty good about. Uh, the LA one is just a feeling, a gut feeling, but but I, I, I put my money there. I'm not advising that you do that, but looking at it and how I break it down in my head, I think LA can beat St. Louis. They've had their number all year. Yeah, they really have. Okay, so there's a lot of games here. I'll try to just give my favorites off the top. Um, I know puck line is tough, but I really like Tampa puck line and Washington puck line. And Vegas puck line, my goodness, and what am I doing? I think you could just have some fun and put three of those on one parlay. Whatever, just shoot shoot for the moon there. You get uh, minus 103 Vegas puck line, plus 100 Washington puck line, and then Tampa is minus 122 puck line. You can have some fun, put those off to the side. Uh, I think we'll see um, an under in Calgary and Edmonton, under six. I think we'll see under six and a half between Vancouver and Ottawa. And I think we'll see over six in Philly and New York. My straight-up picks would be Winnipeg, Florida. Oh, man. Let's get a third in here. Pittsburgh. Let's go with Pittsburgh. I was on the fence. I wasn't even going to pick it. 
let's go with Pittsburgh. But I think honestly, like with, with some of these like heavy favorites, you can still put them in into a parlay. If you make it like a four gamer, like Tampa's too much, but I think you can do, I still think you can do Washington and maybe Vegas, Washington, Vegas, and then, you know, grab some of the totals, the under in Calgary and Edmonton, the under in Vancouver and Ottawa. And then that's a four game parlay. And you, you know, it's a decent return there. So there's a lot of games check out ftmbets.com we get some confirmation goalies i'll circle back if anything crazy happens in that but i think for the most part gonna lock all those ones in for the shot props we'll go with um we'll go with maddie's boy barkoff two and a half to foley two and a half connor two and a half to brincat two and a half actually that's where i would start alex to brincat DraftKings, two and a half it's usually three and a half in some spots i'm jealous two and a half DraftKings Sportsbook is nice. Uh, Mika Zabinajad, two and a half if you can find him. And then Dustin Brown, if he plays. There's a lot of games, guys. There's tons. I don't think you need to get too crazy um, picking upsets. Or, you know, I, I dropped in Boston-Pittsburgh. That's a tough game to call. Um, there's some other, you know, safer plays on the board. But I will go with the hot team, Pittsburgh. I know it was back and forth, but I'm leaning with the pens there. They've just been hot. I'm going to rapid fire here through just DK quickly. Um, some stacks that I like, I, I think Tampa or well, Tampa's that early game. So forget it. Um, Washington. It, I, I have no problem spending up for, for Ovi. Oshi's super cheap. So it balances out. There's a little bit of value there. Vegas, but look at line two for Vegas, Philly and New York. I think there's going to be some goals scored there. Um, there's value in Winnipeg with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Stastny. I think if you're looking for first or anytime goals, Faraby, Mika Zabinajad, to Brincat for Haggy, Washington, Oshie, Winnipeg, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Vegas, Marcia So, and then let's go with, even though Eric's on the Kings, Kings can still win. But David Perron's going to score first. All right, Eric, it's been a pleasure, man. That was a lot of games. Like it's a ton of games, man. And it's a ton it's, of uh, games. I love it. I've been asking. Unfortunately, for it. I have to go to work and I won't get to watch any. So, <laughs> Matt, we appreciate you. Uh, Matt killed it on the weekend too. So make sure you give him a follow and check out his show on the weekend. He's given out winners as well. Promo code Meanie if you want some more goods over at FTN. Have a good one. Enjoy. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.